0: At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Whether it's a rear end by a clown car,
1: <laughs>
0: or a grizzly taking a quick dip in a pool. We know home and auto insurance, and we know you could save an average of 20% when you bundle the two. Visit farmers.com or call 1 800 Farmers to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Reported 2018 Nationwide Average Savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state
1: hello
2: and welcome back to glee on the rock i am f i'm
3: emily and i'm
2: mandy and this is glee season two episode nine special education it premiered november 30th 2010 and was watched by 11.6 million people which is a big jump from uh FERT, which was like
1: 10.4
2: huh. so yeah kind of a million people started watching this a little bit uh watching this one live as opposed to the last one so yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a jump uh just a quick recap uh new the new directions Compete at the 2010 Western Ohio Sectional Championships. Rachel is distraught when she finds out that Finn lost his virginity to Santana and didn't tell her. And to make her even angrier, she isn't even being featured at sectional. With all happiness taken away, Rachel helps Kurt with an audition solo for the Warblers. The New Directions have a large quarrel causing none of them wanting to perform together at sectionals. FYI, this is the first episode we have with Lauren Zeiss, Zeiss, and uh, Kurt Hummel is for the first time over at Dalton Academy. It was directed by Paris Barclay and written by Brad Falchuk. So, the first time that we have, like, uh, not dual storylines, because we've definitely had, like, storyline A, storyline B, but the first time we're splitting time between campuses.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. What did you guys think as far as how they are how they're splitting?
3: I think uh, first um, of all that summary made me laugh because it is very. I'm assuming they were being sarcastic with the Rachel stuff because if they weren't, then I feel like we definitely approach Glee from a very different <laughs> perspective than the people who write the summaries.
2: <laughs> I there's got to be some like yeah. no, I agree. I um, when doing my notes, I. I actually pull from a couple different sources. Usually, Glee Wikia um, is where I get like their real quick, you know, synopses from. And um, saw this one and thought about it, thought about changing it to a different one. But honestly, it's just whether they meant it tongue in cheek or whether they meant it straightforward, it was just so perfect for this fucking show. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. It's just like
2: now we're going with it. So, yeah, I agree with you, Andy. It's
4: just. Kind of how I read it, though. It's a lot. It's great. It kind of sounds like Rachel wrote it. it Or or Ryan
3: Murphy. All All happiness happiness taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Saddened. Distraught. And all happiness
2: taken away from her life, which is now bleak. Bleak and endless.
4: Uh, I like the split storyline, because the less time spent in the choir room, and the more time spent with the warblers I'm happy about, you know, I liked seeing their little i don't know their little space whatever that is um you know you had wes and his gavel the, oh. the it just felt like you know because it's the introduction to the way the warblers work it just feels like every fic you've ever read <laughs> like wes has mm-hmm, a gavel mm-hmm. and jeff and or nick i can never keep which one is which with the blonde swoop like he's got a blonde swoop and that's jeff. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of like firsts that became tropes which i just thought was hilarious and i love the fact that there's um a group of rich boys somewhere in ohio passing around a bird for some reason like welcome new kid you get a bird don't kill it
3: that seems like a questionable choice too i'm immediately concerned for the bird because they don't know the quality of character that they just handed this animal to like what i if, mean we, is it? A, is it an honorary thing does like paparazzi still actually just stay in the like warblers lounge but Kurt, i hope so. like quote unquote is like in charge of him
4: yeah i hope he doesn't take that bird home to yeah and birds like so does,
3: shit does he all he over live, my floor like how does how does Dalton, is it boarding he lives on campus right
4: i don't i don't think it's a boarding school they never he, says it's a boarding school but they never say as far as i remember they never say in canon
3: in this episode, he says that he hasn't talked to Finn since the wedding.
4: I know, and that's... Some which problems, like, confused me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you not... You guys live in the same room. Like, did you just put up a curtain? But then again, no. uh,
3: Westerville is, like, an hour and a half away, so maybe it's just Kurt having to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to school every morning. To go to
4: school, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's what no we can like postulate what would make yeah. sense and it is a rich person school and they do talk about the tuition being high because maybe that's room and board but it doesn't as far as I recall they never say like yes you live on campus and you have warbler pajamas and we have movie nights." like it's we break uh, each other's I mean that
3: know. would explain yeah. a lot about the Dalton whole like atmosphere.
4: It would where people are yeah. like handing out high fives because like yeah, you woke up in your Gryffindor dorm room. <laughs> do they have? Is there a Warbler? Dorm? Do they have like a lacrosse? Dorm? Say, do
2: they? Do they have different sections? Did
4: did Kurt get sorted into yeah. like? Well, maybe that's the brooch that he had with like the hippo head. Like maybe that's one of their houses is the hippos, and we just next, never. see... And maybe he just wanted it to be a, be yeah. a brooch. We just never see the other badges, and like maybe Blaine just, is the boy. I don't know.
2: Maybe Blaine's a what?
4: head boy would
2: be he would be a fucking prefect yep i mean even if he was like even if like head boys were like only oh, seniors could be a head boy he would be because i feel like you know of course he's the lead soloist at being a junior I, so of course like, he would also be a head boy at being a junior
4: if we're jumping around a little bit like to to kurt's storyline right of
2: yeah, we're we're fucking off with my just gonna just
4: gonna jump around because like oh, you said I the thing it. and then I'm just gonna go with it. I love how yeah, storyline is about becoming part of the team and there's no we don't have a captain, we don't have a director, and we don't we're all for one and one for all, and we wear uniforms, and we're all the same. And but we we still do have a lead soloist who takes the entire performance for himself, and that's me. Just like, how dare Blaine tell him like you just need to fit in. But I'm going to yeah. perform front and solo for this whole show.
3: It's it's very much a testament to how, like, charismatic Darren is that he pulls off a lot of the Blaine lines. Because yeah. anyone else would probably just sound like an asshole. I know. I know. He does have a ability, ability
1: oh,
3: to. Yeah.
2: Essentially, that line is just very quintessential masculinity, isn't it? Where it's just, or yeah. just, or maybe like white masculinity, where it's like you need to fit in and do everything, but also it's all about me.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fit in, I'm gonna stand out.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, and I'm gonna get all of the the privileges, but like for you yeah.
4: to get what you want, you need to
2: fit
1: in.
4: And but I also don't think that he like is doing it on purpose. Like, no, Blaine yeah. is like, I'm, I'm gonna fuck this kid over. Well, oh no,
2: because nice. I mean, he, without, without, I mean, we are going to jump, we are jumping around, but like, let's talk about hand
4: gate. Oh, <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. And I was like, yep, I love this moment where he's, you know, telling him not to do the hand thing because yeah. he's trying to help his boy out. And I, and I'm fairly positive. Most people in the
2: world read it as him saying, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Because I know you, what you want is to have a solo and to stand out. So I'm going to help, I'm going to just quietly give you some pointers yeah. that I know will be reflect better. So yeah, as opposed to, I guess, a couple people that thought that he was either being controlling or yeah. even
4: homophobic. Yeah. I like the Blaine haters who are like, see, he was abusive from the beginning. Like, okay. We don't tolerate that nah. in this house.
2: I, we'll yeah, we'll I, hate on just about anybody else, but apparently not blaine no we don't tolerate blaine. i
3: don't know i'm gonna say not blaine for now because there are points in the future where i'm gonna have oh. a lot of strong opinions yes. on things blaine does
4: it's when blaine becomes blaine like 3 you we're like this is not even the same fucking character yeah yeah that's a different blaine and we can yell at him later
3: okay as long as that
4: yes oh yeah sure. blaine? <laughs> Mirror blaine black mirror blaine twilight zone blaine uh all right
2: Wait, I mean, let, let's just let's keep going down the. Um, also, the... I'm just gonna
4: throw this out there. Free path. Just mm-hmm. gonna throw that out there for a couple okay. people, and okay, walk away from it.
2: That's an interesting choice. You just... wasn't it? I thought so. I'm 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 not even sure I'm following.
4: <laughs> we can talk about it later.
3: That makes it more fun, actually. Yeah, it does.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Wait, are we moving away? Nope. Okay. That's like, there's so much.
2: No, no 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 we're still no we're staying on i said staying on the dalton let's oh, keep going yeah. down down the dalton train yeah let's go down the dalton train
4: um i don't know i just like blaine's utterly besotted face already and you're like they didn't even try yeah or like maybe maybe the writers were like oh this is just a he's really proud of his new recruit and the rest of us are like mm-hmm. is he though is, is that the expression is that what we're looking at so he, here's a question
2: Yes. So clearly at this time when it was being written, I don't think it was Blaine that was still supposed to be uh, her boyfriend. We're still under the impression that in, I say when I say we, I, I mean, obviously audience was, but like the writers were still writing as if it's just a um, mentor role. That it that, That's his friend, his mentor. Yeah.
1: At to what me. Point,
2: the... What point? okay what point did you do, you do you think that it goes it changes from
4: that well okay, um
2: and do you problem. think yes. and do you think the actors were like fuck that we're
4: gonna yes, do you that, what you was, that was going to be my caveat was that like the dialogue and the writing says mentor I'm here to help sorry about the solo but that's just how we do things here and the the face and the body language says meet me behind the stacks at three and that's <laughs> Maybe an actor choice. I'm not gonna put words in the mouth, so I don't really know. But uh, the dialogue of Mentor did not necessarily match the um, uh, acting choices of some of the cast members.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it it leads me to go, go, okay, cool. Did let's say Darren decide, hey, I'm gonna play this role a certain way, or I'm gonna, not to make it sound. He's just like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over the top, or I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really do as much as I possibly can to make this role continue. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or if it was just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, Chris and I, Chris and I hit it off as far as like being like friendly, yeah. And so like being able to do like you can read that chemistry a little bit more. Or maybe it was even, oh, hey, I know Kurt's character is supposed to have a crush on me, my character. So I'm going to <laughs> make it seem more so. Like, make it, mm-hmm. make it like, oh, here's why he did And, you know, so it's like, I, you, the choices I'm going to make will make sense for why Kurt would get a crush on him. Other than just, and I was, was going to be like, Kurt got a crush on Finn. And Finn did like right. nothing but like pick up his jacket once or twice. So, right. was, so it's sort of like, you didn't need to have the character do a lot for Kurt to get a crush. But mm-hmm. it, so I don't know if that was like an acting choice, that was a writing choice. If you think otherwise, and you go, "No, I think at this point
4: they knew. Maybe we want to do something else with play." I think we're just going to have to ask them.
3: Yeah, just need to sit down and have a conversation.
4: Yeah, I think All we're right. going to have to ask the experts to just to figure out, you know, what what were they thinking in the moment? You know, what were what were the backstories that they had developed for? Their characters and how did they feel about each other in that moment? You know, they firmly believe they have their own character backstories. I think most
2: like actors, the right actors. I mean, I I firmly believe the writers don't have a backstory to blame. And just you just showed up in the middle of Ohio for no reason. But I I guarantee you, if you ask Darren to go, okay, tell me where did you know? Give give me your original backstory. That I'm sure it's had to change over you right. know years but like what was, your, what was your original backstory that you gave that you gave playing i'm sure you have one I'm curious, I'd, I'd be curious to know what it was
4: yeah because like when you look at the cinematography it's in original song episode when he does blackbird and you get the framing on blaine's face where he's obviously realizing that he's in love with kurt right like you get the swelling score and you get the framing and you get all the technical things that tell the audience that this is a romantic moment and they're kind mm-hmm. of there's some similarities when he's watching kurt do don't cry for me argentina and maybe that's maybe that's a lack of range on darren's part and i'm not sure but even the camera work there's you know close-ups on only blaine and none of the other warblers and there's close-ups there there are camera cuts and angles and match cuts between kurt and blaine that say these are two people in the scene who are connected if they meant that to be a mentor i feel like they just didn't do it right because maybe a combination of how we feel about the characters and the arc that we know is coming and the actor's chemistry and all this kind of stuff just kind of feed into oh these are two people connecting already
2: that's how i how i feel looking at it and i think i and i feel like it's they just made a a choice to showcase chemistry that was between the two actors and Mm -hmm. just to kind of see and whether it was like okay we're not going to do anything with this later but sort of sort of how i feel it went even if it was a it's written down that blaine is going to be dating kurt that it's like cool they are they are connected but yeah you can the way they the way they act the thing the way writing doesn't isn't there, but like everything else around yeah. it. Like it is is very more so than you get when I mean like technically everybody in the in the New Direction choir room is connected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean technically Blaine is the only other other character that we know.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I can feel like, okay, yes, of course we're gonna have cuts back and forth between them. But it's not like they even tried to introduce everybody else, which is something like could have easily done that with, with this. But
4: you mean the Warblers, the other Warblers?
2: Yeah, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, are they even named? They named?
4: I don't even know that they get names. Wes isn't named in that moment. It's not like anyone says, like, let's do a round robin and introduce ourselves to the new guy. <laughs> like, they're just no. Yeah, no. bodies and coats at that moment, which is kind of interesting.
2: interesting the way, the way that we, it's also interesting for me to also kind of just sit there and go, okay, what do I know of Wes and how much of that is actually about him versus like just yeah. what i what, what we've all accepted, as far as like in our mind as far as famine. It's another it's another Carol situation. Who is
4: West the gavel
2: holder? We don't does know. Does he wa- Does he really want to be a lawyer, or do we just assume he does
3: because <laughs> he, he likes gavels?
2: Is that and does he actually like gavels, or does he just take you know
3: order really really you know all of these conversations make me realize that most of what I think I knew about the Warblers and Dalton just came from Fake. It
2: does.
4: Yeah. It really does. It's
3: just awesome. kind of
4: funny.
2: And this is, and I, I feel like this is a great example of, I have this theory, the worse the TV show or the worse the writing in the TV show, the better the fic.
4: Well, yeah. Because you have to fill it in
2: yourself, right? Like, got, Exactly. You The fic ends up, like, if you've got characters and actors that are at least able to make you connect to the character. It does not matter. It's almost like the rest of the writing, if it's shit, the plot is terrible, you're gonna have great fic because mm-hmm. fandom is gonna have to go, We have to fix this. Whereas if you have a television show that has great writing and great plot and it's sort of like, Cool, now what? I don't I don't need a I don't need to write anything really. Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like I'm I'm satisfied. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure yeah. I mean there, there still will be, but like the amount of fic that came out, especially around Dalton and I mean and it, around them. I think part of that at least is because there are characters that like we that we are connected to, but then there's a lot we don't know. And
4: so fandom. Mandy, were you writing it were you doing any claim when it was airing? Because I remember and maybe not with this episode specifically, but something Mav just said reminded me that people were writing fix it fic almost the second the episode finished like an episode would air at what eight o'clock and by nine oh, yeah there would be fix it fic because people yeah. were like no fuck this whole thing that just happened this is how it really went down and I thought I don't you know maybe there are other shows that were like I don't know I don't imagine law and order had a lot of fix it fic but
3: uh... that would be
4: kind of hilarious. <laughs> um <laughs>
3: I'm going to go ahead and say I think that the majority of Claim Fic that I actually wrote was probably right after an episode would air.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I'm actually looking through my AO3 account right now. And <laughs> yeah, I lots of tags like just wanted to make myself feel better.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Episode just ended. Here's the here's the, the reboot.
3: The first Claim Fic I ever posted was Fix-It Fic for the season three finale.
4: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. But yeah, Yeah. so that's really kind of what you're saying is that people would be so aggravated by the episode itself that you're like, no, I'm going to, I got the next 10 minutes before bedtime, before homeroom, like I'm going to fix this shit. And I don't, (laughs) it has to be something about your connection to the characters plus your dissatisfaction with the writing of those characters.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, yeah, because if you don't have, you need something to hook onto. Um, So you need the characters. Portrayals of to hook into, and then something to be incredibly dissatisfied by. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I think that essentially, the the more we the more we watch, especially with with dolphin, the more we're all just gonna realize, ah oh, fuck, that's not real.
1: Yeah
4: that's, yeah. Like Nick and Jeff aren't dating in the show. Like <laughs> I, know, I thought about not. that.
3: They're not. No. But they hugged. They hugged like. <laughs> They in that one scene, so clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly it can be implied. Uh,
4: that's one of my favorites. You're just like, yeah, okay.
3: I not to I'm shit not on the
4: a, ship, it's just one of those like, there is
2: all right. I'm not a Jeff and Nick shipper in the sense of like I don't go looking for it. I don't dislike it. Basically, a net zero to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is great. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, that's um, fine. But the amount of sick that they're shipped in. So is much. just like so much. Yeah. <laughs> anytime time those characters are in a fix, if it, I think there's, I think I have like one or two fix days in my Ao3 that were there dating women, and it was like it was like. I'm really sure dangerous. I did. Like, I mean, because it was so, like, well, why not? Why not have have a dating? I don't care. Yeah. Sure, that sounds great. That's fine. And it was almost like a, a fandom accepted, like, oh, okay, yeah, I know. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. I don't know who the first person that started that was. Who was the yes. first person that just, that saw those two people and went, they're dating. I want them to date. Mandy, you're I already on the
4: three. Go find the first fic.
2: Go back date. to the first instance of Jeff slash Nick.
3: Yeah. Let's see, I still have Ao3 up. I, I'm also impressed that I literally just typed Jeff slash Nick in, and those are two generic white guy names, and the glee was the second result. <laughs> hey. Hello. There Hello. are 153. Okay. Also, now I know their last names. Oh, they have last. Okay, did
4: they really have last? You names? didn't know their last names. Random last names.
3: I don't know, but it says Nick Duval and Jeff Sterling. Those, those are, those are,
2: those are actual last names.
3: All right. Um. So, what what date did this episode air? This is November tenth. Of what year?
2: Uh, twenty ten.
3: Oh, I'm sorry.
4: November thirtieth.
3: Okay. The first Nick Jeff fake was December twenty ninth,
4: twenty. So it took. A year and some change to get
3: or it could be that they were written into other figs but not tagged yeah as a tag yeah yeah. Yeah. but this is the first dedicated yeah um where they made it in dedicated NIF tag yeah i'm sure i'm
2: sure there was i'm sure that before they were written as a tag it's probably showed up in like you said fix it tumblr i don't know if i mean like i didn't write a lot of singular um i have had to remember the one that we wrote mandy i don't know if jeff and nick are even in the story
4: wow way to just erase the the reigning dalton couple
2: yeah sorry my bad our bad i guess
4: yeah it's just interesting yeah, it's, what people connect with immediately like yeah. they do so little in the show and yet they're ubiquitous when it comes to the fandom experience of dalton
2: A hundred percent, and at the same time, you you the characters themselves as well also had like completely fleshed out personalities. Like we all have an idea about Wes, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeff and Nick,
4: and I mean, to some degree, like Trent. Um, (laughs) I I, Trent who has apparently also transferred from McKinley because he was in the background of half a dozen episodes.
2: Yeah, yeah, here. I actually have a note that I wanted to call out here earlier about about how often he's in the background, yeah. And if that meant that he was a transfer from McKinley to to Dalton, mm. or is Trent just a much better spy than Kurt was?
4: <laughs> you know, <laughs> was just like low key, always in the background, just like keeping an eye on things. Either is possible, frankly.
2: I I really want I really want Trent to be be a spy. And, like, I, w- I want that effect where they admitted, like, oh, well, we've been spying on you. And Kurt's like, what? How? And it's like, have you not seen me? Like, like have you never seen school? me? Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, the Isaiah David, I think, is one of the ones that may have the wishy-washy. But, in any case, we see these characters very minimally. We all have some idea of, like, oh, I know who they are and have an idea of their personality, and yet there's nothing. Like even like when you're when you're watching it, it's very clearly cut and shown to be Blaine and Kurt.
1: But mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I, I I do think it was a failure on their part to not to not you know do more with Dalton.
4: I agree. I would have liked a longer storyline with Dalton, but that's that's not a surprise to anyone listening to this. Like oh Emily wants
1: Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: We can.
3: We we have a we have
2: half a season to to talk more
3: about this and Um, i'm sure we will
4: i'm sure we will
3: all right well should
2: we move on from dalton uh i i do want i do want to to? momentarily make a point yes please that somehow Pavarotti has better like multi episode characterization (laughs) than some actual characters that's true For some reason they're setting up the plot for later for Pavarotti to die that's true spoiler but like i i I kind of i didn't remember that and i was honestly really surprised by it i was like oh okay like of all things that you're going to have a multi-episode arc for and like set up like way in advance this is this is the one and my my only thought here is just like obviously the the Blaine Kurt storyline must be something that Murphy um, cares about, so we're going to put as much time and effort into, into putting this this crafting it together. Also, um, Blaine is not somebody you go for for bird welfare. Do not do not ask Blaine for you, his thoughts and opinions. You don't on, know what on... kind of
4: menagerie he has at home.
2: Kurt has said he's losing feathers and not eating, and Blaine's like he's fine. The bird's not eating. Animals, the animals don't eat. That's not a good thing. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, Blaine, not not your not your
4: go-to for for canary welfare. It's true, don't, don't ask Blaine. Well, I'm sure there's a thick out there where he, uh er, you know, owns and operates a bird store.
3: I have one where he's uh, a vet. Well, that makes sense. I all of the Blaine and like bird related things that pop into my head are not appropriate for this podcast
1: <laughs> oh boy uh,
3: i know exactly
2: what's popping in your head right just now creative, oh. fan
3: art. Uh, yeah. creative art
4: yeah yeah i'm gonna tell her you said that Creative.
3: What? That, <laughs> that it's not appropriate for this podcast
4: yep yeah uh, uh oh i do have another that- point that is a subscriber
2: episode that, like, literally yeah. send us money. We'll, we will, we will give you that. So,
1: we'll,
4: we'll tell you all the other things. Um, Maybe. I love that Kurt offers up Rio by Duran Duran for them to sing, and then, like, two seasons later, that's what Blaine sings, and he's just been holding on to that the whole time.
2: I've been wanting to make you happy.
4: Yeah, he got, he and his brother were like, we gotta rehearse because Blaine's had a brother the whole time, Whole well, time. That's not something that gets reconded later, not at all.
2: No. Nah, no, nah, not really. There's no way they would do that. Um, I, there are there are other things I want to say about, about Dalton, but we said a lot, so I'm gonna hold everything else I have thought-wise to like the next episode of Dalton. Mm,
4: okay. But um, the next episode of Dalton. Pretty much.
2: So let's let's make our sad way back to Lima, Ohio. To the
4: rest pronounce of. pronounce the- it Lima or Lima. I pronounce it Lima.
3: I usually say Lima. And well, I don't
4: care if it's wrong. But uh, so this episode,
2: everybody is being everybody. I literally have something down here just saying Rachel being Rachel. So um, yeah, I it uses me that uh, it takes Emma saying, "Oh hey, this is like this is exactly what you're going to do." And for she to go, oh, maybe I should use some of my other fingers and move the spotlight around. It's like, yeah, they fucking think maybe you should do that, buddy. For the for the uh, for the record, uh, Mandy, I want you to know that this is my first shoe rant for this, <laughs> for this podcast. Marking
3: um, a one tally down.
2: Thank you. Um, but how how shitty of a of an instructor do you have to be to have somebody point out maybe maybe you should highlight your other talented. You know, students. It's not even like Rachel and and Finn are the only talented ones. Their entire fucking, you know, yeah. whatever group is knee deep in fucking talented individuals. Um yeah. It's just, oh, it's almost oh. like
4: he's not paying attention to the rest of the Glee club. Almost
2: like he's only at mckinley because he wants to relive his high school career and is decided with emma and not able to look at anything else almost
3: it's Um, funny that even students are aware of that because they offer him condolences when he like comes in yeah
4: i know but it's also so creepy like do not talk to your teacher about his dating life it's gross
2: were you aware of your your any of your high school teachers like dating lives or like married
4: no, I was hardly aware of any of my high school teachers being people. Exactly. Like, I had one high school teacher, it was an English class, and she was the one uh, teacher who I ever clashed with, and that's a story for another day, but she was the only one who would ever talk about, like, her husband, the juggler, and it was just so weird, like, we don't, we don't care. We don't care.
3: I had one overly familiar teacher, and it was uncomfortable. Yeah, she. She was the kind who was, like, barely out of college herself and felt a little too much like a high schooler and, like, invited students over to, like, swim in her pool.
4: Oh, no.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: No. Let
3: me guess. It didn't end well, did it? Um, I don't actually know how it ended, but I wasn't invited ever. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why.
4: Cause you're you know smart. what? I'm going
2: to say that was a that was a win on your part. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
4: you left out there.
2: Yeah, it's... It, he's just a shitty feature. Moving on. Okay, let's just, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Rachel's focused on on her com- complete loss of happiness because she's now that doesn't have a solo. Um, but let's talk about exactly how awesome everybody else in this, um, I guess, glee, not cats, but like after school, whatever is. Um I... Love that Mike and Heather got a, got a dance solo. They're fucking phenomenal. I love watching them dance.
4: Yeah, they really. I mean, okay, so it's also weird. It's not weird. I I don't know much about high school glee clips. Like, I don't know what they look like. I'm pretty sure that they spend more than three days rehearsing a song for a competition. What? But like, <laughs> I. There was. As much as I love watching them dance and how frenetic it was, it was almost when you put it in comparison with the warblers and the hipsters who are very in sync and very um, together and precise that there's just this like mess of glee club members on the stage all of a sudden that looked very like each person doing their thing looked really cool. But if you were watching it from the audience, I feel like you'd be like, what, what is happening on this stage right now? There's people everywhere. They're throwing each other up in the air. It sounds like one singer plus their backups Doesn't sound like a cohesive unit, but maybe that's how glee clubs work. I don't know. So, like, part of me was like, Yeah, look at these fucking dancers. They're amazing. And the other part of me was like, Is this how you win a competition? Maybe I have
2: a feeling that glee club is like an actual glee club is uh, probably supposed to be more like the warblers in the history. Where it's, I mean, well, actually, maybe not like the warblers because they have blame kind of (laughs) as they stand out. But, you know, where it's supposed to be a cohesive group mm-hmm. and not always having one person as a, one or two people as, like, the, and and then they're, like, they're backup singers, as you say. I have found that's probably not how it's actually supposed to be done.
4: Playing in the pips? and it's ah, yeah. That's pretty much it.
2: But, um, oh, I'm pulling my nose back up. I mean, I
4: love watching them dance, because, like it's crazy because i can hardly walk up the stairs without getting winded
2: meanwhile they're just like throwing people around and swinging and i i i I, I did get your point i'm just i it's just it's for me if i was one of the um judges i would have been easily like distracted be like you're not singing it
1: doesn't matter
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly this is why i have not been asked to judge any Glee club competitions anytime recently um (laughs) so this is also the the um first episode with lauren dicey oh
1: yeah
2: you not a fan of zisey
4: no i'm not mm-hmm. i
2: actually i don't i don't mind her partly because i like that she's very different than a lot of the people in um a lot of the people in the in the fire room i mean and i love
4: another fat girl in the glee club right like i'm happy that there's another fat girl i just find her uh, like uninteresting
2: well i mean yeah i can i can i don't think they developed her character well enough so i'll agree with you on that
4: yeah and also um... she's the fat girl who is defined by her eating candy for the whole episode yeah which again as a fat girl who eats candy delicious but also for representation maybe let's just have a fat girl who's on the wrestling team and wants to sing. Like, maybe it doesn't have to be that she needs a dozen Cadbury eggs. Shout out, Cadbury eggs.
2: Cadbury would like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We are open to that. Just definitely that.
4: Lifetime supply Yeah, of
2: I mean, I... Uh, yeah. I think, think you have a good point. I, I was looking at it more on just... I think I was looking at it more on, on like, the Puck side, because Puck really... Of liking her, and I find that to be a an unlikely not parent, I mean, an unlikely parent. And I, for me, I find that to be quite, quite fun, even mm-hmm. though still not a Puck fan. Agreed. But I'm like, I am like, I'd like to that that was not what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I liked that they and I did, and they did that. So, for that reason, along with a couple others, I have sort of like a soft spot for Lauren. But I do I get it. I get it. I do get that, yeah. She doesn't really have much here. Because I'm also seeing her going, okay, how much of everything else that I know about her is actually just, again, just fandom taking over my brain.
4: Yeah. I mean, again, I think most of what we think we know about Lauren Zyses comes from Fick. Because she's always like one of the best friends or something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about how Britney is apparently in motocross. Uh yeah she's uh smart enough to be One did in... you know this? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh you know she's she's smart enough to be in motocross and and dumb enough to accept a magic comb. So, you know, the duality and of human
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and think that she that already meant adult
3: Ari.
1: Adult Yeah. I actually
3: mm-hmm. I made the note again as I watched that it is so uncomfortable how sexualized Brittany is and then how naive she's shown to be.
4: Mm, yeah. Yep.
3: Like this mm-hmm. episode didn't even contain any like super problematic lines. No one like she didn't joke about being raped or anything. But mm-hmm. still. But I don't still, know.
4: there's just a hint there that like she is yeah. not all together.
2: Yeah, it kind of it does beg the question about about consent. <laughs> with Brittany, where it's like, are you, do you know the things that you would be saying yes to? I don't know. In, yeah, in this considering.
3: Situation, probably inconsistent characterization that saves Brittany because you can point to other episodes and be like, well, in these episodes, she seemed perfectly fine and aware of things. Mm-hmm. You could have done less of the extremely naive moments that yeah. make the consent issue kind of sticky. Yeah. It's almost like
2: they they tried to take the dumb blonde joke and try and like turn it up to eleven like they do with everything else. But instead of making it dumb blonde, it's just yeah, like you have no ability to understand
1: your anything surroundings yeah, I mean, or anything.
3: What they, yeah, what they end up with is dumb blonde who clearly is not always aware of very common sense things. Who also sleeps with the entire football team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also
2: thinks her cat is like an actual person and does things. And yeah. So to a point, it was like, I don't, you don't have a firm grasp on reality.
1: Yeah.
4: So yeah, I, I, yeah, it. She'll be a math genius, like, all right.
3: Brittany, probably one of the ones that
4: suffers
2: the most from shitty and inconsistent characterization.
3: Well, for for the time being, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah. They they I hold my beer know. on the films with bad characterization in the later seasons. They really do. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, so I've
4: got
3: Rachel being Rachel, um,
2: which includes one her being upset that you know they're talking, they're taking away her solo because it's it's her solo, but also her getting upset that Finn lost his virginity to Santana.
4: Yeah, that whole thing. And they weren't dating. Yeah. They weren't. Dating, he lied about it because he knew how unreasonable she is about it. And also, there's something about Santana that makes it the worst because she's pretty.
3: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Okay. Again, showing one of the worst sides of Rachel and making it try to seem sympathetic, I think. I think you are supposed to feel bad for Rachel because Santana's so much hotter. But other women are not your competition. You just have a dumb boyfriend. Yeah. Finn
4: just sucks.
2: But then you also go and you make out with Puck to get back yeah. at him, and it's fine because it's the same, but it's not the same because you guys are together right now.
4: it's not the same because you're you're not on a break
2: like if if you're if you're hurt because of a thing that happened, your emotions are valid you're you may want to you know actually look into them as to why you have them, but your your reactions aren't
1: like. Yeah.
2: You can't it, it kept it kept frustrating me how she just continually wanted things to go her particular way and then would do stupid fucking shit and then and then get upset like but it didn't it didn't why isn't it not going the way I want it to? It's like because it's not how life works.
4: Yeah, it's not it's not how it works. I loved Quinn's really meta line about Rachel where she says you used to be unlikable but now I wanna punch you every time you open your mouth
3: I actually wrote that mm-hmm. out. At- like that's that's a good line
4: yeah you were unlikable but interesting but now we just want to punch you in the mouth
3: on the flip side of that Finn's line about how he liked Rachel in spite of a lot of things she was but he didn't think she was mean like have we have we been watching the same Rachel Finn yeah really like just she's always been mean now she's meaner
4: yeah yeah is it because she's mean to you that it matters yeah pretty much I like mean, Finn, well, and women here.
2: We've we not run into Sunshine yet, but she she's always been me. Yeah,
4: well, who knows? where <laughs> Sunshine yeah. was like, nope, I'm out. Um, Fuck this school.
2: On a on a on a, on a better note, uh, Valerie.
4: Amazing, perfect, flawless. That was
3: fantastic.
4: Uh, I, other adjectives that the kids use these days.
3: I think the music in this episode. Kind of saved it for me. I also yeah. really like the hipsters. Oh, their song is so good. Yeah, they sing really well. thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, like them all.
4: I yeah. also love that the hipsters are the Glee Club in like seventy years. Yeah, pretty much. The black woman doing the wailing solo in the back, and you've got someone in a wheelchair, and you've got like the least like it's oh, all yeah. It's just them in the future.
2: Pretty much. It's just, you know, them transposed some years. Also, what what kind of competition is this? Like, can anybody be a League Club and, comp- and compete? It's
4: sectionals. So it's uh, the winners of the sections. Noted. Got only it. three of them.
3: Yeah, there's only
4: three of the greater, what did they say? The greater
3: Central or something like oh, that? Central Ohio? Yeah. Uh, only Three made it. Yeah,
4: which also means that third place is losing. So the hipsters yeah. lost. Poor hipsters.
2: Uh, let's all take a moment of silence for
4: the poor, poor hipsters. They did really well, so they did, didn't they? For them.
2: But uh, the I say the actual performances and the songs were. I love competition episodes.
4: Yeah, they're always. They usually good. are.
2: Usually really good, especially with the music. Even though it's sort of like I kind of expected you guys to have been working on this before now, but okay, um, yeah, they were. And how New Directions gets three songs
4: and everybody else gets one, but I mean, it I wrote that, that down so. again too. I was like, oh, so they get two songs. Interesting why yeah. how they how they don't lose. So interesting how you didn't you didn't disqualify disqualify for doing more songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that have been funny if they're like, oh, you guys are disqualified for going over your time limit. Do you think the other groups were like, wait a minute,
3: we got two songs? That would be funny if it was just like fine print somewhere in like the rule list that you're allowed a second song. Yeah. Yeah. And Warblers like Wes is the only one detail oriented enough to have like looked it up.
4: Right, yeah, exactly. And he just thought nobody else would ever read it, so he never made them practice two songs.
3: He's like, Ah
2: shit, we should have been two songs. They probably would say
4: shit. No, Wes would never. No, it wouldn't.
2: So Competitions were great, songs were great, music was great. Um, we didn't talk about the fact that Artie actually had like a kind of a storyline and I didn't know if we want to save that for our rating for
4: Artie on for our chem scale, but like he actually has a
2: has a you no.
4: Know, yeah. He does a thing. He he gives a a person a comb.
3: Yeah, I I, I liked Artie in this episode. I, a little bit misguided in the I want to say patronize. Makes it sound it's, more like malicious. It's a little bit patronizing. Though.
4: It's a little um, patronizing, but... Well-intentioned.
3: Yeah. He's he's trying to be nice to Brittany. Yeah.
4: Just the only way to be nice to her is to...
3: Yeah. It's, it's weird. Which probably means you shouldn't be sleeping with her, but okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, he,
2: but she's the cheerleader and she's hot, so that's, like, his only mm-hmm. thing he's thinking about. Does that make it okay? Oh, no, it doesn't.
4: I'm not, not defending that. I mean, in this school, it probably is. It's like, that's ah, fine.
2: Oh, yeah. I
4: mean, at least he has, he's misguided, but he tried. And uh, he, he actually had lines. He did. He did. He got um, on the bus. We saw him with his lift on the bus. So glad that that is still available for him. That was a whole episode and a half there. I'm, it is interesting though that so many of Artie's storylines revolve around whether or not he gets a girlfriend and whether or not that girlfriend still likes him. Like I'm glad that he, you know, his disability doesn't mean that they don't ever give him love interests. Yeah, but it is it kind of hit me a little bit like oh it his whenever he has a more involved storyline, it's either directly about the wheelchair or directly about what a girl like whichever girl he's sort of with at that moment
3: does that ever change does he I ever don't... get a story i don't think he does i think yeah i can't think of anything else he does that doesn't
4: i don't i mean i mean we'll rewatch and find out but i don't think it does either and it's just weird
3: well in a in a,
2: in a slight defense i guess
4: is what are storylines for finn
2: that don't revolve around girls uh
4: the he way he has... feels about Kurt.
3: Also his dad. He has a dad. whole parent storyline. Yeah. And okay. the birth. Thing.
4: Carol. Right? Like, you know, he, yeah. he has feelings about his mom getting remarried, and that doesn't have anything to do with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he gets that.
3: I so, feel not like, saying there's a
4: lot, but.
3: <laughs> it's, it is true that the background characters are underutilized. Uh, Like, I don't know. Actually, I think Mike Chang does have storylines that aren't about Tina. I was about to say like Mike and Tina don't have much else, but doesn't Mike have that whole thing about college and wanting to dance? Yeah, he's got his Asian F yeah. episode. Even he got something.
4: Else. I, they're not a lot. It's not like yeah, yeah, it's it's not wide ranging. Yeah. You know?
3: Well,
2: would that be would like I would I would equate the Asian F storyline to be similar to Artie and his Artie and accessibility, and that is sort of like not like it's throwaway, but it's like it's mentioned, but like. Not frequently. And everything else is going to be relationship-focused. But yeah, like this you isn't... have one thing that defines the outside of a relationship.
4: Yeah, like uh, Mike Chang's issues with his parents don't come up until he gets his own episode. Yeah. So right. it's not like they were pre-gaming that anywhere, that's true. But at least it happens, right? Like, at least it gets it. True, He does. Takes, what, three seasons? Yeah, it it three seasons, it's fine. Fucking show man.
3: <laughs>
4: uh, do we have any
2: other thoughts
4: about the
2: storylines from uh, from the, on the New direction side?
3: Um, I still think that uh, Emma and Carl should have gotten a happy ending without yes. butting his nosy ass into it.
4: Yes agreed. Yeah Carl like, seems like a great dude. I,
3: I also uh, I appreciate the fact that, like, based on what Emma said in this episode, like, he had some emotional responses based on very non-irrational concerns,
0: mm-hmm. and she
3: respected them, but, like, it didn't come across like, Carl is making me do this. It came across like, this is better for my relationship with Carl.
4: Yeah, I definitely got the impression from the way she framed it was that it's not that he doesn't want me hanging out with other men. It's yeah. that he's not comfortable around you. hmm I Is totally justified.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely justified. <laughs> like,
4: there was a whole is... episode of Schuster trying to take Carl's yeah. girlfriend away from him. Like, it's t- his reticence to leave her with this guy is like, I, I get you should never control your partner, right? But, like, if he mm-hmm. said, listen, you going to this thing makes me uncomfortable because of our history with Schuster and his continued pestering of you uh, that's just how i feel about it i get it Chester's a creep i get it and that is that is that
1: mm-hmm.
2: is who he is Chiefster, not carl
4: i get it it's fine carl um goes off and has a successful dentistry i it's a good point that it's
2: not it's not carl trying to necessarily control emma so much for me as it was just like hey this guy gives me the creep because he's Mm -hmm. basically been trying to hit on you the entire fucking last two years even when he was married that's weird that too like he was already
4: married and still being a fucking creep
2: so like you going to this thing with him by yourself just kind of makes me feel uneasy and and i felt like emma was you know said the right thing and then meanwhile I was actually surprised. she just got on the
4: bus and didn't pull oh, baby minutes. And can not sectionals it's... because of it.
2: Yeah, pretty much. She's like, I'm sorry, we can't in sectionals because uh, Emma
1: won't uh, come with us. Yeah. Anyway,
2: the uh, last thing I have here is uh,
4: best song. Ooh. Um. I uh.
3: I'm gonna say Valerie. Yeah. I
4: mean, I I love me the Warblers, but like Valerie, I really like Dog Days Are Over though.
3: That's a good one, too. I mean, it,
4: it, they sound really good, but I think Valerie wins. And I think... So there's a couple things that I was thinking about with the songs in this episode. And and one is that they finally... Not finally, but I think Valerie and Dog Days are overworked so well is that they fit the key of the singer. Like, for, for once the song matched the singer, mm-hmm. it was in Naya's range, it was in her wheelhouse and she kills it. And then Dog Bees Are Over is perfect for Jenna and yeah. Amber. And it just it, it's so clear when they're not trying to sing a song that's out of their range or out of their key. I, I definitely think that has, has something to do with it. Uh, it's also
2: that um, Naya has a fabulous like her voice I mean, it's kind of alongside what you were saying. She has a fabulous like smoky yeah. uh, pruner kind of. It's the old. Amy Winehouse voice. Yeah. Um and and I love listening to her thing and basically give her a song that is, like you said, that particular, you know, in her wheelhouse. Say is a ten out of ten. I adore the warblers as well and Hazel's sister, but there is there's nothing Valerie's just it's just amazing. So, yeah. hands down. I think we're I think we're all in agreement.
1: This is the Warblers um, will get I
2: other very really good songs. Agreed. They will. I can't imagine what other songs we may be thinking of. Um, (laughs) Personally, I'm thinking of Whistle.
4: I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. still can't believe that happened. I was so sure. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: We'll get there. Uh, That was Bandy's ring ringtone for me for I don't know how long. I'm so sorry. I loved it. (laughs) I thought that was great. Anyway uh favorite line
1: Mm,
4: favorite line i mean i like the thing that um i think the only line that i wrote down was quinn's line about rachel being unlikable
3: that's also the only one i wrote down yeah it's fair it's sometimes hard to write down lines it's just for me it's more just did
2: anything stick out that stuck out so
4: yeah that one stuck out um I mean, it, it's not a favorite line, but Kurt saying he had not spoken to Finn since the wedding stuck out. So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I don't think that's what you're going for. Here.
1: Not particularly. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think was, a
4: good... Yeah, I think Quinn's line was really the the dialogue that stuck out for me. Positively. Fair enough.
2: And not like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Cause that, Why is that's that a, a thing? Way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, then the last thing we've got is uh, we have our Kevin scale and our Blaine scale. The
4: Claindex. The Claindex and yeah. the uh, and the Kevin scale. I mean, the Claindex gets what a solid five or six because it's out of ten. Yeah, and I think get I'd give it a six. Six for screen time and development on the
1: down to
2: common room you know having having you know mentoring conversation building of of friendship
1: yeah
4: all yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah solid I think the only reason yeah, I don't like making out
2: yeah pretty much and then and then for Artie I I can out of five I give him
4: you know, a three I was thinking a three yeah because yeah. it wasn't a great he didn't get a lot of featured singing but he got scenes. He... There,
3: yeah, there were scenes where he was, like, one of a two-person focus, which is yeah. more than normally it's I never found. Like, there, there was character development.
2: It wasn't great character development. It right. wasn't, you know, outside of a relationship character development, but there was some. Yeah, there was... It was fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was good. It was
3: alright.
2: It was acceptable. Okay. Alright. Any, any final thoughts do we have uh, before we sign off here?
3: No.
4: I do think... Uh, you know, I'm just going to take it back to, to the Warblers to end on it, because I was thinking about this, and I can maybe even cut this out if it's not that interesting. I feel like all the Warblers would have had to do for Kurt, feeling like that he's not standing out and he's not getting noticed and he's not being involved, just tell, them, tell him, look, the Warblers run on a merit system. Like, the longer you're in the group, the higher up you go you're brand new, you're at the bottom of the totem pole at the end. It's not about whether or not you're a great singer and whether or not your talent exceeds everybody else's. Nick and Jeff have been on the team for a year and a half, and they it's their turn now, and you'll get your turn when you stay here longer.
3: Sounds like that would have been a nice, mature way to handle it.
4: That's just how the Warblers work.
3: So very much out of Lee's wheelhouse, but what they still should have done.
4: Yeah, exactly. I think think you're right. Um,
2: I do think it also points out how messed up New Directions is, that it's like you didn't think of that first.
4: Like, yeah. like just tell Kurt that that's how it works here. Yeah, with the exception of, of Blaine, who's Blaine. Who's Blaine? That's that's not a fair. He's special. He's he's special.
2: But everybody else is how it works.
4: Yeah, exactly. mondo.
2: Alright. Well, with that, I think I think we've come to the end of this episode.
4: Next time is the right. Christmas
1: episode
4: with the best duet in the show. Yeah, I I'd mean, very clearly, clearly, we're excited for this. Doing Christmas in uh,
2: in May will be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So we're way off, but
1: whatever. Doesn't
2: matter. So enjoyed. Who's gonna complain? Nobody. Nobody's
4: gonna. Complain.
2: Well, hopefully, we'll see you guys all for the Christmas episode coming soon, whenever that is recorded whenever we get there
4: listen i have family coming to town i got take work a... always six times okay,
2: guys. thanks for uh, joining us for this episode if there's no further thoughts uh that's what you missed on Clee.
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know that a bundle of joy can sound like many different things. But to us, a bundle of joy sounds a little more like this. Because we know when you bundle your home and auto insurance with farmers, you could save an average of 20%. Really? My bundle of joy just makes a lot of drool. Ah, oh, the joys of parenthood. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. bum, bum, bum. bum. To 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates, products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Whether it's a rear end by a clown car,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or a grizzly taking a quick dip in a pool. We know home and auto insurance, and we know you could save an average of 20% when you bundle the two. Visit farmers.com or call 1 800 Farmers to get a quote today. We are farmers. bum bum bum. bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers' Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates products not available in every state.